I was actually in line for um, a midnight uh, release of Skyrim, the video game. Oh, wow. Uh, this was back in November of 2011. Yeah. And uh, there was just this huge line of people and we're all excited about what this world was going to be and what we were going to explore. And there was just such a, you know, a palpable, like, you know, energy in the air. And I was just like, why is there theater for these people? Um, I want to make theater for, for, for these people. These are my people. Um, and just like looking at the line, like there were, it, it was diverse, it was all different ages and it was just so exciting. And, you know, they were willing to be up till midnight to get this game. And, um, you know, how do we bring that spark back to the theater? And there was a lot of conversations around this time too, about how to get young people into the theater and why weren't young people going to the theater and how do we make it more accessible? All these different conversations. So that was kind of like the first, like, what if, um, but it's very, you know, intimidating and nervous to start your own theater company, especially at that time, I was still a senior, um, uh, in college. Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. I am speaking today with Tiffany Keen Schaefer. She is an artistic director of the Other World Theater Company, a very unique theater company, and really what's become really a kind of a, a theatrical mecca in the Midwest in Chicago. I mean, Second City was there and Steppenwolf, which is two fine companies. Second City does comedy and a lot of Saturday Night Live people got their start there, but this one is based on science fiction and sci-fi. So this started in 2012. Uh, so tell me why, what led you folks in this direction? Sure. So um, I'm a graduate of Columbia College of Chicago, um, and I had a focus in directing um, for the stage. And I've always been a huge nerd, uh, very much into science fiction and fantasy. And it's always sparked joy for me. And I was actually in line for um, a midnight uh, release of Skyrim, the video game. Oh, wow. Uh, this was back in November of 2011. Yeah. And uh, there was just this huge line of people and we're all excited about what this world was going to be and what we were going to explore. And there was just such a, you know, a palpable, like, you know, energy in the air. And I was just like, why is there theater for these people? Um, I want to make theater for, for, for these people. These are my people. Um, and just like looking at the line, like there were, it, it was diverse. It was all different ages and it was just so exciting. And, you know, they were willing to be up till midnight to get this game. And, um, you know, how do we bring that spark back to the theater? And there was a lot of conversations around this time, too, about how to get young people into the theater and why weren't young people going to the theater and how do we make it more accessible? All these different conversations. So that was kind of like the first, like, what if? Um, but it's very, you know, intimidating and nervous to start your own theater company, especially at that time. Right. I was still a senior um, wow. uh, in college. And then um, right when I graduated in 2012, Ray Bradbury passed away. Mm. And uh, right in June, 
of 2012. And Ray Bradbury was my favorite uh, writer. Um, You know, I love him and his work so very much. And I was so mad because I wanted to meet him. It was on my bucket list. And I never would. And I was just, oh, so mad about that. And um, and I was in this crossroads, like I'm graduating and I have an arts degree. And like, what am I going to do? And should I start my own theater company? And I really want to do science fiction uh, and fantasy on stage. But everyone's telling me that it doesn't work or film doesn't matter. So why are you doing it on theater? And Ray Bravery has a really great quote. And it's, jump off a cliff. And build your wings on the way down. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> um, and it's all about like, you know, taking a leap of faith and trusting yourself. Yep. And I was like, Ray Bradbury would tell me to start my own theater company and, you know, have the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. And that's how kind of Other World was born. There is more sci-fi talk. So stay tuned. Wow, that is quite a story. That's cool. Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about two things specifically. Uh, first, you mentioned the, the for young people, so we should start there. And that is, is, is it that's the portal prov? Is that for the younger folks? Um, you know, I think that it's it probably um, skews a little younger, um, okay. but it's really about people who love genre because it's okay. a genre jumping. Um, you know, improv show. So they essentially, it's an improv based on um, a particular world. Uh Um, So like you'll have a Star Wars show, you'll have a Star Trek show, you'll have a Rick and Morty show. So, um, you know, as we progress, I think that, um, you know, it is, it's an infancy. It's just going to, it's just launching this March. And um, I think the beauty of it is that I'm what I'm hopeful that it will do is that all these different niches, people will find a love of their particular niche, but then also be like, oh, I'm celebrating this week another niche that I didn't even know existed before. And, that's right. Um, you know, so I think that's kind of the joy of genre is that, yeah, you have your older folk who really enjoy um, perhaps the classics, you know, mm-hmm. the Burns and um, isomorphs and um, but then you'll have you know you might discover a genre that really speaks to you and they're like the absurdism of Rick and Morty maybe like oh <laughs> they you know that has a lot of philosophy in it and so maybe I'm more interested in this uh, absurdism than I initially thought I would be yeah um, so yeah it's it's the exploration of new worlds that I think that kind of unite us all that has a, a cast of, of 12 so where, I mean, where did you find these people? I mean, are, are they fans too, or did they kind of have to learn the language, so to speak? Everyone has their own unique ner- nerdy language, I think, that was cast. <laughs> um, I did not cast the show. I'm just kind of the producer of it. Okay. Um, but Bryce Reed, uh, who's the director, really asked those nerdy questions of everyone because oh, good. I think the one thing that you really can't fake is the joy of genre. Nope. So you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we really wanted to make sure that the team understood the, I guess, that unique language of genre, um, especially when you're going to improvise a journey into genre. Um, you really need to not only know those landmarks, but have those landmarks spark joy for you because the audience mm-hmm. will know if it doesn't. Yeah, excellent. Well, and there's also uh, the one that really caught my eye was the other thing you folks are going to be doing 
Yes. And, and that is the sci-fi noir, which is uh, Murder on the Horizon. And, that, and, and I love that it's also immersive. So yes. essentially people literally go, you know, into the future in this space station kind of thing, right? Is that right? Yeah, the Horizon mm -hmm. Space Station. Yes. And they're able to visit different parts of it and also interact with some of the performers. But of course, there's a murder to solve too. So, <laughs> so yes. I mean, yeah. Uh, so building those sets and designing them, how did that come about? Well, we're in the process right now of kind of imagining the space station, um, you know, a lot of, I get this question a lot actually when producing science fiction theater of how cost prohibitive is it? And to me, I think it's way more daunting to like create a 1950s diner, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because everyone knows what a 1950s diner is supposed to look like. That's right. However, recreating a space station, no one knows what a space station truly will look like. Um, so you really start from nothing and you're able to create with either the things that you have, um, you know, recycled materials, um, you know, this bench we found from Ikea, we <laughs> add some LEDs underneath it and, um, you know, <laughs> bubble wrap is great. Yes, it is. <laughs> really makes a great, um, really creates a great uh, um, pattern when life, light shifts through it. Um, and so, like, I feel that um, it's almost like an art installation, how we kind of approach it, because we're really building a universe. And, um, and that's really exciting to me, and never daunting, because it really can be whatever we want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we're going to be playing a lot with neon, um, a lot with the high contrast of noir, um, and kind of merging those two things. And so we really want the audience to also feel that noir um, play of light throughout the space. Yeah. Yeah, it Whether it's, you know, a rotating fan that we have a light on the other side of it, so <laughs> get that, you know, the whoosh, 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 um, or the blinds, you know, um, if it's not actually blinds, but having that blind silhouette um, on a character when you first meet them, um, and what happens when you turn a light off, and when you turn a light on, so we're really oh, yeah. playing, like light itself is almost a character um, when building at least this Horizon space station. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. And, and people can actually get drinks, alcoholic yes. and non-alcoholic while they're there, you know, in the set. I mean, the appeal to me is that it's immersive. So you're like, you just, for however long it takes, you are just in that world and you kind of leave the 21st century behind a little bit. And I think that's, and people, I think we need that so much these days. Yeah, I think that um, our approach to theater post-pandemic really needs to be experience-based, uh, community-based, but also really taking into account how many people are in a in a space sure. Um, where in the before times we were like the more the merrier right we were like let's pack these houses and you know and that is a sense of community and there is a joy to that and I, you know it's just not really feasible at least right now yeah. um to to have that so we were really looking into how to how do we make these experiences worthwhile um obviously keep our theater open um but also make them that unique sense of communication that we've all, and liveness. 
that we've all been unfortunately um, bereft of um, these past two years. So, you know, it's a, it's an audience size of eight and you can participate as much as you want. Uh, You can be a voyeur and take a step back and just kind of watch if you don't want to uh, interrogate. Um, Or you can be, you know, right next to the detective and being like, oh, these blood stains over here. I think they lead over there to that cabinet. (laughs) And then you can, you know, understand, you know, you can Scooby right alongside the detective and um, help him and interact with him and, uh, you know, shake down other NPCs for, you know, who's behind. Um, and we, we do sometimes, uh, we do have people come in costume and we're going to encourage it. If people want to really, you yeah. know, to it and be cyberpunky and come along sure. and, you know, grab your trench coat and let's, uh, let's solve a mystery. Mm-hmm. When something like this is written, do you kind of keep it open ending because probably the people that are interacting might influence the story a little bit? Yeah, so um, a lot of um, our training for Horizon kind of comes from our LARP division. So we also do live action role playing events. Um, And it's called Moonrise LARP Games, which is like a part of the other world umbrella. Um, And, you know, we take over castles um, Mm -hmm. or estates and we tell stories that last over four days. Um, and you know, so what we've learned is you're correct. We don't really want to have a script because the more you have a scripted scene, the more that people who are watching know it's scripted and they don't want to interrupt you. They, um, they know it's a scene and they don't feel like they should participate because it would be rude, uh, which is very nice of them, but it's not what we want. (laughs) We want them to interject and be like, but in this file that I just read, it said that you were there at 6 p.m., um, so why were you in the whip weapons locker room? You know, um, so what we do is we have bullet points. So these are the agenda items that people need to, um, get to for the scene. So like one could be like, you need to let slip that you were lovers with X. Right, um, right. you need to make sure that you ask one of the, um, patrons about their hair. Um, cause the hair can be useful later on for another clue. Um, mm. so, you know, when you have your bullet points, so it's almost like sketch in a way, um, or improv because you mm. have your bullets for a scene. And so that's what we want. We, 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 and we rehearse those. Um, and we also always want to make sure that anyone can interject at any time. Um, uh, this won't probably, it probably will only have two different endings, um, we usually have at least, you know, three or four for our LARPs, but for this, it'll probably just be two, um, ways that the, um, audience can, um, negotiate the story as it were. Mm-hmm. So, um, we like to have multiple endings because we want the players or patrons to have agency, mm-hmm. um, and have stakes in the world that we're building with them mm-hmm. and having effect on the world always does that. Yeah. So as far as the actors that are involved, are they the same from the other production or is it a separate group? So we're actually in audition process now. Um, so some, you know, I always like to have a mix of new people and, and veterans, people who have done before, but then also new people who can bring new um, experience and perspective to our um, events to keep it fresh. Um, 
So that's what we're looking to do here for Horizon as well. And probably skills in improvisation are probably one of the requirements, I would think. Yes. um, So I always find that improvisers are the best at devised work um, because they're always yes-anding and they're used to the element of surprise. Some, I mean, obviously every theater form has its, you know, uh, different talents and different strengths, but I do find that sometimes actors can be too much in their head if they don't have that improv muscle. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also a lot of exercises that we do within our devising process, but it's a lot character-driven exercises. We really want them to flesh out their bios, um, memories, you know, the creation of memories that like if someone's like, oh, this drink, or they have a drink at the bar, they don't like it. They're like, "Mm, this is not for me. And you're like, oh, you know, I used to go to this one place, this one bar um, with my best friend, Rylan, and me and Rylan really hate that, you know, we only drink whiskey now because tequila is ruined for us forever, Mm -hmm. you know? So like they can just pull that memory out of nothing. Um, but we created it, you know, a month ago in rehearsal. Mm. So when is the, uh, when are your productions going to be up and running? You said in March sometime, is that right? Yeah. So both of them actually open in March. So Portal Prov is in in mid-March Sunday, uh, 7 p.m., and then Murder on Horizon opens on the 25th. Okay. And best place to get tickets. Is there a website? Yes. Uh, otherworldtheater.org is the best place. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Is there any other venue just in case, you know, it, it, like, I don't know if you're doing anything through Ticketmaster or any of the other outlets. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the best place is honestly just our website. Just the It'll website. have it right on the front page. Okay. Great. And, you know, not... From what I saw, it's not that expensive, you know, compared to other shows. <laughs> Certainly the shows I've been to, <laughs> it's not that bad at all. So, oh, yeah. well, thank you. <laughs> no, no it, it sounds like a fun night and, uh, you know, uh, hey, kind of mixing up there at Chi-Town. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you better come visit us at least sometime. I'd but like to. When, so. uh, yeah, when, uh, <laughs> when things kind of settle down, I, I think I will do that, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's it's... I'm, we're kind of going through a whole bunch of relocation stuff, but uh, but that sounds like a great place to visit, though, and that's going to be cool. So, what is the it's it's uh, the URL again is otherworldtheater.org. Is that right? Yes, and that's theater with an R E. R E. Yes, the traditional yes. English way. <laughs> not, 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 not the Yankee version that we use here in the states, but uh, either way is good. Well, we were a troupe first, so we didn't have a theater, an actual theater space, which wow. is why you have an ER, like a movie theater, but a troupe right. is supposed to be with the RE. There you so go. I was told. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, that, works, that. that works for me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and it's the Otherworld Theater Company. If you're in Chicago and you're a fan, and uh, do you guys do, just before we go, do you guys do anything, or your company does anything like if there's a convention in town or anything like that to kind of, you know, when people aren't there, they got someplace else to go or they come early and have some time. Yeah. Well, we do have a YouTube. If you want to check out some of our previous productions, we put them online and they're free to view. Um, We also have a Patreon that has the entire library of all, almost all the shows that other worlds ever done. So if you want to have a night inside and just watch other world shows, you can do just that on our Patreon. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for being on the podcast. And uh, it sounds like a a lot of fun. And 
I'm all for immersive experiences. So it, it's, you know, to walk around in a space station and have a drink. Hey, that's not a bad deal. Well, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. All right. Take care. And you can also enroll for a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus with early release episodes, exclusive and uncut episodes. Just click on the link in the show notes. It's free for a lifetime. Now, if you subscribed, you would get weekly a day before the actual release. And it also uncut and commercial free. So there you go. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.